The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Welcome back to an all new episode. It's me, Katie. I am your host, of course. And today I'm super, super excited. I'm joined by two guests. I I don't think I ever have two guests, but I have two very special guests who are probably too cool for my podcast, but I'm very excited that they agreed to do this. But if you are fans of Euphoria, then you're going to be very excited because today with me, I have Phoebe Fisher and Lucas Gage. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Thank First you. of all, we're not cool enough to be on this podcast. We're so excited. Then very soon you're going to be too cool for this podcast, but <laughs> thank you so much. So Lucas, you're in, are you in Paris right now? No, I'm in London right now. You're in I London. Got, you were yeah. in Paris. Yeah. Well, I'm very jealous. I'm me too. Come party with me for my birthday next month. Well, I wish I'm going to be in Rome. Do we have an Italian weekend together? Well, I'm going to be at a wedding. <laughs> you have a plus one. Do you have a plus two? Unfortunately, no. So did you all meet on Euphoria? So you both worked on Euphoria season one. Is that where you both met? No, we met on another Sam Levinson joint called Assassination Nation that right. was shooting in New Orleans. And I met Lucas at his audition and I was just so taken with him and the way that he chose to sort of conduct his life because he came in and he was fully like sunburned and he was like, are you okay? What happened? And he was like, yeah, sorry. I, I like, I fell asleep on a bench and I was like, you fell asleep on a bench in the middle of new Orleans at like three in the afternoon. And since then I've just been like, wow, I love that boy. <laughs> that is not the most charming thing I've ever heard of, but I, I guess, I guess so. Charming to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that that much, but I do remember going on a ghost tour with you the next day. Yeah. I went on a ghost tour in New Orleans. They gave us these like little things that you could, you know, read energy. I don't know what these, these little devices were, but they definitely had like magnets hidden everywhere. And I was like, but, but New Orleans has so much ghost energy. Why do you got to trip these things up a little bit? Like, Have was, you ever seen a real ghost? This is a question for the floor. <laughs> I've never seen a real ghost, but I've definitely like had experiences with paranormal for sure. Have you? There's a story there. I'm, well, sensing a story there. <laughs> I'm an empath and I'm sensing a story there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Well, yeah, I mean, I like there was, I've had experience with poltergeists, you know, like w- they would move stuff around. I've sensed really crazy energy. One time in my, not my last apartment, but the apartment before I woke up in the middle of the night and felt arms pressing me down. I hated that apartment, but yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God. I've never experienced a ghost or a haunting, but I, I think it would, might be fun. Anyway. I have, I had to exercise a demon. Actually, you might know them. They're the witches of Weeha. 
<laughs> was this that Tom Tom? Yeah, this is that Tom. That's I had to what do we were doing that night. <laughs> yeah, we were exercising all the demons via tequila. Yeah. yeah. It was mostly just tequila, Katie. So y'all might remember seeing on, oh, I don't know, the internet, the Instagram. So Phoebe had her birthday at TomTom and it was the most incredible epic birthday ever. It was the best night of my life. And I can't thank you enough for really did everything. making it happen. I, I did minimal amounts of work. Katie, I just... It was all you. <laughs> I was DMing you for two months in advance. You did, you made everything happen. Like I, you know, I'm the connector. This is why you should have been manager of shorts and Sandy. I'm just saying. Everything works out as it should. It's a good thing that I'm Very not given everything that's happened. But that, that night was so incredibly epic. Let's, can we just go back and talk about euphoria? <laughs> no, no. No, just for a moment. Okay, just in case people are wondering. So, Lucas, you were on season one, and Phoebe, you were you were a producer, or writer on it. I was a producer on it, but I was in the writers' room for you know pretty much the whole writing of the first season, and I would you know suggest some things. So, some things that I you know that were from my life made it into the show, which was pretty exciting. Really, I don't know about my high school experience, but that's that was not my high school experience. No, it was, it was not mine either, but we take creative liberties. It's a drama. No, but did, did anyone yeah. have any kind of like inclination that that show would be what it is now? Amazing. I think everybody hoped so for sure. Everybody kind of, I think when you're making a show like that, you just, you do the best you can and everybody really believed in, in, you know, Sam's vision and, and he's great and so dynamic and an amazing filmmaker. So you just kind of, you know, go forth and, and see what happens. You can't really, especially, you know, now when, you know, it feels like we're all so inundated with new content, you never, you know, hope that it's going to be a huge hit, but then it's super nice that it is. When I saw the pilot with everybody's name attached and HBO Zendaya, Sam, everybody, I just was like, this is one show that will definitely be picked up and there's just no way it won't get picked up. I mean, it's so good. There's rumors that you guys, that you're his girlfriend I've seen. Yeah, I am. Fiance, I think it is. Fiance. Yeah, we're in love. We're in love. Life partners forever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Just confirm it right here. And then, and then also Lucas, you're dating Maude, right? Yeah. And uh, who else am I dating? Who else? I feel like everyone. Yeah, right. I feel like and I'm just getting Kiernan for sure. And Kiernan, that's right. So where do you get the time? That's all my time is just devoted to, yeah. to my many wa- sister wives. <laughs> it, it's fun that we're we all are like kind of sister wives to Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> sister wives of WeHo, the new wine company. <laughs> oh. oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> Make it happen. You heard it here first. Katie, join us. Join oh, us. Do you have do you have room for another? Do you have time for another? Please. He's got an open spot in the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the first time I saw Lucas was when I watched a movie called Scarehouse. Was that what it's called? Sick house. Sick house. Sick house. Sick house. <laughs> Did you see that, Phoebe? 
I did. And I, why am I'm like the number one fan of Lucas. I've seen every single thing he's ever been in. <laughs> I, well, I know I felt like a, some like weird, like fangirl because I saw that movie and I, I really enjoyed it. Stassi and I joined it and our toxic trait is always thinking that we could do everything that we see. And we're like, we could make a movie on Snapchat. We should do you that. Totally you still can. Dude, could you do it now? Probably not. I just thought it was just so creative and so different. So it was like a whole like feature film, like horror genre film done on Snapchat. Like that was fun. That was very innovative. I thought. It was, it was fun to like prank people. And we used an influencer's Snapchat who had an insane amount of followers and we just kind of, she's great. And we just kind of were like, this sounds fun. And, and we did it and not too much prep, but like there was a guideline of what we wanted to do and a director behind it. And we had, I think it was like, we had 25 or $50,000, which is not, which is nothing, but also like, kind of a lot for a Snapchat movie. Like we didn't use anything but ourselves. Uh, how many phones did you guys have? Do you do it like real time? You like you were actually posting the snaps and people were following along and watching it. And cause I mean, I watched it like later on. I didn't watch it in real time, obviously. But yeah, we did it live on Snapchat. So like we got, we had a couple of people call the police because a couple of people believed it and thought it was real at first. And then we sold it to iTunes afterwards. Damn. See, I wish I, I wish my brain functioned like that so I could be just pranking people on my <laughs> on my social media should we do an Instagram live haunting film yes like the Blair Witch Project yes and we go to your old apartment the haunted one and we search <laughs> for whoever it was who choked you in the night y- yeah that happened? <laughs> I, she said a man wrapped wrapped their arms around her. I woke up oh. in the middle of the night because I would wake up often in the middle of the night and just feel like this like really nervous kind of scary energy around me. And it just was like, it was just ongoing. But one night in particular, I woke up and I like woke up and almost just felt like what would be like arms, like forearms on like my chest. We have uh-huh. to find this entity. <laughs> Not are we, sure? <laughs> are we sure it wasn't just somebody? No, there was no, there was no one that, there. I was, I opened up my eyes and it was just nothing there, but just felt, felt things, you know? It was Laura Lee. It was Laura Lee. <laughs> God. It was my fucking neighbor, my neighbor in LA. Sorry, I'm going to, you're going to keep going back to Euphoria and Ghost, but I'm going to keep going back to Vanderpump Rules. That's fine. We're going to take a short break. Single people, I have a message for you. Do you feel like you have spent endless amounts of cash on your married friends? Because I'm sure you feel like every time you turn around, there was a engagement party where you had to buy a gift, another wedding you had to buy a gift for, another baby shower you had to buy a gift for. It was endless, nonstop. Well, guess what? It's time for you to collect because Visible has teamed up with Match Group, who are the people behind Tinder, um, Match, OkCupid, Plenty Fish, as well as other dating apps to create a gift registry just for singles. So now your married friends can buy you a gift for a change. After all, 
Visible is the wireless service built for singles with single line plans as low as $25 a month. You can build your registry at visiblesinglesregistry.com and the first 1,000 people to build their registry get a free gift. And there's incredible gifts just for the single life to live your best life possible. We're talking kayaks for one person, a wine glass that can fit a whole bottle. I mean, you want to live that best life, let me tell you. Now, thanks to Visible, single people can get the gifts they deserve, as well as a single line wireless with unlimited data, talk, text, and hotspot to live that single life to the fullest. So build your registry at visiblesinglesregistry.com. That's visiblesinglesregistry.com. Calm. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts, so why not? We can talk about Vanderpump Rules. What do you want to talk about? Everything. <laughs> First of all, Laura Lee was my neighbor. and Where? Right next to Birds in Beachwood Canyon. Did you, did you hang out with her? Did you talk to her? Were you friends with her? All the time. Her dog would shit on my lawn daily. Halo? Halo would take shits on my front door and then we became friends and then she helped me with a tape a couple of times an audition tape because she was an actress in a jennifer aniston film i don't know if you knew that i don't know, I don't know, I don't know if she mentioned and she was great but then we actually saw each other on an audition a chemistry read and we chemistry read for a horror movie together that we both did not get big mistake huge <laughs> but yeah i guess i kind of okay let's maybe go back let's go back to like the night of and then we can we can interview twine that with banner pump let's talk about what happened yeah yeah the blanks for us oh the party well i mean yeah. listen it it went, eventually went dark for me as well just a little bit just this you know there was a lot of shots i think per your request phoebe <laughs> i don't look i don't know but Tequila Katie and Tequila Phoebe are friends. They are friends. but And then also we both ended up spilling our drinks within two seconds of each other. And then they asked us to leave. Did we? Yep. Is that what happened? Is that how we ended up in the street? <laughs> you sure did. Yeah. But that was at the end of the night anyway. They were like closing. So they, we were we were going to be leaving anyway. We but were from Tom Tom. We were... We were rejected, but it was just so much fun. Also, you have some really cool friends. You have a lot of like very famous friends. So do you? Didn't you? I feel yeah. like we walked in and you were with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. And- yeah, that's they, true. They were also there on their own behalf that night. They they had a birthday too. They, they did. did. I that. Yeah, it was it was just one of those nights at at Tom. I think I just got so nervous meeting you guys. Like this was my childhood or my teenage dream, and I immediately had to drink because I couldn't handle it. Yeah, no I remember. I remember saying to Lucas because they took us over to meet John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, and I like couldn't even focus. 
on them because you guys were sitting and eating in the corner and like waiting for the party to start. And I just remember like leaning over to Lucas and being like, oh my God, there they are. And like, he was like John and Chrissy. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm glad that like we were only making it so special for you, but I just feel, I feel like I'm just this person. I don't, I don't, I don't think like I'm worthy of that. You are the person. (laughs) (laughs) But you just recently had watched the show like from beginning to end. Yeah. So I was homesick with the Dirty Cove. And so I was in quarantine and for 14 days, Lucas was like, here's the show for you to watch. And I watched from start to finish at a punishing pace. I will say, I don't think I like slept a wink. Once I got like really into it, I did not sleep. I did not eat. I did nothing but Vanderpump rules. (laughs) And I became absolutely obsessed. I like made reservations at TomTom, made reservations at Sir. Like I was like, once I get, because I was in New York at the time. I was like, once I get back, like we're going to all the restaurants. And Lucas was like, babe, I've been going for years. And My I dream just, is to get amnesia and watch all the seasons of Vanderpump Rules over with no memory. Like she was living my my dream. And I was just live texting him all my reactions like the entire time. It really made a dark time so much fun. I was going to say dark time darker because for some people, you know, you never know. <laughs> my dark. I'm glad that some of my darkest times made your dark time a little bright, brighter. Oh, it was really did. I appreciate that. I've been team Katie since season one. Really? You are are the most like relatable to me. I just saw the most of myself and, and you, and, and honestly, I hate to say it, but James Kennedy, like I, I see a lot of myself in James Kennedy. I I, will say I love him. Lucas and I feel a little bit like James and Lala. No, I feel like James, Katie and Lala. I'm like my, my rising. No, my, my sign is Katie. My rising is, James and my son is Lala. I would say. What's your moon? Jax. Laura Lee. No, Jax. So your your moon is like your mood. Yeah. Jax. Your energy. Oh <laughs> I definitely am. All right. Time for a short pause. So I have a fact for you that might surprise you, might shock you, might depress you, honestly. But did you know that only... of plastic actually gets recycled no matter how much we put in our recycling bin. Yikes. At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good. And yeah, I gotta agree with that. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. Like Grove Co.'s concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles, they're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. Their glass spray bottles are really so perfect and so cute actually when you get those glass little bottles you can get the cleaning solution that you know you can have sent to you at whatever sort of 
rate that you want it refilled at and you never have to buy those plastic bottles again and it feels so safe and wonderful you can clean your countertops the mirrors with it they're honestly wonderful i love them so chic so cute and so join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash love me today to get free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash love me. That's grove.com slash love me. Okay, back to show. What was your favorite season of Vanderpump? Oh, I think like the first three were just yeah. kind of unbeatable. Um, no, but then like season six or season seven, like sneaks up on you when it gets not about the pasta, <laughs> about the pasta, babe. It's not about the pasta. I think rotten hell, that line <laughs> has made it into me and Phoebe's every oh, single scripts. And we say it constantly to each other. Rotten hail, Jax. Rotten hail. It is iconic for sure. There's a lot of good quotes along the way. What's the season where everyone like dresses up in drag and they go look at him. He's a battered wife. That was season five. That was our bachelor bachelorette party in New Orleans. That, that season five is a pretty iconic season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a rough season for me. Not going to lie. Should have been a great one, but it was, it was a rough, rough go. Well, I got to say all of you guys, but especially you, you guys are all comedic geniuses. And I'm not just saying that like Absolutely. the one-liners and their timing, like in the confessionals and just your, you cannot, that's talent. Thank you. I cannot get over the fact that that show is not completely scripted because like you said, the quotes, the catchphrases, I, I'm not like hugely into reality. Lucas is, but I usually watch scripted shows and this show was life-changing for me. (laughs) (laughs) Life-changing. I mean, I always say like, I wish when people ask me if it's scripted, I'm like, you know, it would be a lot easier to say yes, because it would be less embarrassing at times to be like, oh yeah, that, listen, that was a choice by someone else, not myself or (laughs) someone, you know, but no, it's, listen, I don't think you could write some of this shit honestly and i think that uh, we have, we've heard it on twitter and we've heard it from a lot of cooler people than me i think vanderpump rules is the last good reality show that will ever be made and i just think we'll never have it like that again you can try with too hot to handle or the ultimatum but at the end of the day you can't beat vanderpump rules you just can't I watched the ultimatum and it's, it is insane, chaotic, just mental. And I love it. I liked it a lot too, but it's not as good as Vanderpump. But who was your favorite from that season? I mean, it's completely different, but my favorite. Okay. I mean, my favorite in terms of mess or my favorite in terms of like, actually likable. I'm going to guess. I think your favorite in terms of mess was Alexis and your favorite in terms of likable was Ray. I want to say her name. Yeah, I love that Alexis came back just to like hold the iron to them. Same. <laughs> like she just was, yeah, not having it. I, do I have to watch this now? Yes. You kind of do. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, you'll you'll watch it all in like one sitting. It's, okay. It's I just that. Took love is blind for a spin, and that was that was a journey. 
in the Again, same, it, same vein. Okay. Okay. In the same vein, but it doesn't hit like Vanderpump. Like Vanderpump is in my veins and I will not yeah. shut up about it. I will not. <laughs> I just really won't. He will never stop. He is your number one crusader just looking to to convert everyone to Vanderpump. No, but I really think Vanderpump did what like the Hills wish it could have done, you know? Well, the Hills walked so Vanderpump could run. I think. Exactly. You know, exactly. Our, our, we have the same showrunner as the hills did so you know but so she took a lot of adderall when she did your guys's show and she was completely sober for the formula well it's a, a man but <laughs> you know listen it's been a fucking journey and i think i think you know our show had something that a lot of shows didn't and that is just organic real friendships and real relationships. And that's what it takes because the stakes are higher than there, you know, having, you know, rich history, having, you know, just already dynamics that you can't replicate. You can't manufacture. That's, that's, it's key. It's really key. So I've, it made you jealous that you weren't a part of this friend group. Like when I watched it, I would just, remember being so lonely in LA and being like, I wish I like worked at Sir and had these friends. It's so true though. But like, do you feel, do you feel lucky in a way that you have all these memories forever that you can, like you have a home video of your twenties? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of it, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to skip past that. But it's, it's really weird to go back and watch like season one and season two. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. Or, you know, but it it is really special and unique and it flew by. And I never once took any of it for granted. I like, I watch it back now and every moment I relish in it and you never know. It's never guaranteed. The next season is never guaranteed, but we, every season we went in and we're like, fucking bring it, leave it all on the floor. Like it's, you know, next season's not promised. So we just always committed to making great TV. You're going to have like 20 spinoffs and you know, you're going to be fine. But do you have a moment from the show that forever changed you and one moment that you could take back? It's Lucas's podcast. <laughs> I know it's fine. It's fine. No, this is great. I don't care about myself. I only care about. I know. Um, I know. A moment. I- listen, it's, you know, it is like a mirror doing these kinds of shows because you get to see yourself and how you act and respond to things that are going on. And so it can be very eye-opening and say like, Oh, I don't like how I've acted or I don't like how I responded or I don't like seeing myself really intoxicated. So it can be very sobering experience. So seeing myself very intoxicated, I was like, "Mm, maybe don't get that drunk in life in general, not just on camera, but just in general, like maybe, maybe we take it a little easy on the drinking. And also you're going to destroy all of your relationships <laughs> if you keep doing that. So that was definitely one thing that changed That's me. So interesting. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything back because it's, it were, it was all lessons, you know, it, it changed me, but it was all, you know, lessons, I guess. I was just, I was just thinking about this. Like we don't have the third person perspective to like see all the shit that we do. Like it's very easy to watch when you're outside of it, but when you're in your day to day life, you're like so unaware of all the shit. So I, I'm sure it's like actually helpful to, to watch this and be like, 
I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Or I look really cute when I do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, I should, I should not wear my hair like that. Or I should, I shouldn't do my makeup like that. Oh yeah. You had, you had one season with some questionable hair, Katie Maloney. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like to take risks. I like to, I like to try new things. It's okay, Katie. I have, I, I also changed my hair a lot and I've had some questionable, questionable looks. Watch Love Victor season one. It's not good. All right. We're going to take a short break. So now that spring has sprung, I really like to do a nice deep clean on my house. I usually like to start with my closet, you know, get rid of the clothes I haven't worn, bring out the summer spring clothes. It feels just nice to get a new fresh selection going in my closet. I feel renewed, but the same goes with our mind because over time, over the months, you know, our thoughts and feelings and emotions, they collect and they build up. And that's just why it's important to talk to someone who's trained to help you declutter your mental space, if you know what I mean. And I get the feedback loop going. I get stressed and I get anxious and I just start to crave therapy. And I know how it can be sometimes where you're like, well, when am I going to find time? You got to call the office. You got to make an appointment. You got to drive over there. And that just leads to more stress. Well, that's why I love talk therapy because it just makes it so much more convenient and flexible and accessible. And they have so many licensed therapists across tons of specialties because you can't rely on Dr. Google. Let's just face it. Your mental health is way too important for that. Plus, Talkspace is private, secure, and most importantly, again, it's accessible. And it's everything you're going to love about therapy without the stuff that gets in the way. If thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can help you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist at Talkspace.com. Use promo code LOVEME during sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com. Promo code LOVEME. All right, back to the episode. One of my um, new favorite shows that I watched that you were in, Lucas, was White Lotus. Another Aww. fantastic show. And I'm sure, how many times have people asked you about the scene where you got your ass eaten? Masculine. I'm not kidding. I get asked about <laughs> it nonstop. Um, I did this thing on BuzzFeed that was like reading thirst tweets. And I was like, this would be so funny. And every single one was about my asshole. And you know what? I just kind of rep it though. Like I'm going to, it's a great ass and there's nothing to be ashamed <laughs> of and fuck it. You know, that ass lives on the, on HBO. Yeah. How many times did you have to do that scene? Three times, three times. Yeah. It was quick. I wish it would last longer. It was amazing. What? I make him do it um, every night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know if you asked me if it was awkward, but I feel like we were trapped in a hotel for three months with each other. And by the first month, everyone had seen each other naked anyway. So it was that should have been a like a Vanderpump style reality. That could have been that could have been a reality show. The shit that went down there could have been a reality show. Wow. Yeah. They should do a reality show like um, like a kind of like unreal where it's like the behind the scenes of a reality show, but it's so it's like a it's a scripted show of the behind the scenes of making a movie. So it's like reality style. But but like- may, me and Phoebe may have been already working on this, by the way, and yeah. not even lying. Yeah. You guys, besides being um, life partner, lovers, sister, wives, many. Okay. <laughs> wives, yeah. 
um, soulmates, all of the above. You guys are also writing partners. You've already written one film that's been made, correct? Mm -hmm. And it's not out yet. When does that come out? Coming soon. What's it called? Down Low. Down Low, that's right. And so when you guys are writing together, like what is your, like what do you guys like to do to get into the, the spirit? Do you guys like to like just eat ass or do you like to like have drinks? Or <laughs> it's start with eating each other's ass before yeah. we clear, clear our palate. And you do 30 minutes and a moose if you will. Like where do you, okay, besides watching like Vanderpump Rules, like what is the, like what is the, the process that you guys do? I'm always curious. I think it's one of us will come to the other with an idea. It's usually Lucas coming to me with the idea, with the, the seed of something. And it's like, hey, what do you think of this? Like, do you think there's anything there? And then sometimes it happens really quickly where we just start riffing on it. And then it sort of becomes, it, it starts to take shape. And we're like, oh, we should write this down because it's actually like good and, and going somewhere. And then we start, you know, writing it and we're fairly quick. We're fast and furious. And then sometimes it'll be like one of us writes you know a chunk of something that's like a part of something but we don't know how to finish it so we come to the other one and and then we just you know have a have a script just like that yeah yeah sometimes we kind of like act it out and we'll we'll play other characters and like just play around and we'll just spend 12 hours in a room like manic crazy people writing it and then other times it'll be like i'll, I'll start this thing or phoebe will start this thing and she'll ask me how to make it funnier funnier, and I'll ask her how to like, have, be emotional and have feelings and how does it feel like to be in a mother daughter relationship? <laughs> Cause I have yeah. nothing to draw on. And then I'll like, we'll fill in the blanks for each other, but like it is really cohesive and it works way too well. Yeah. It, it for me, cause I'm Lucas has, you know, this whole, acting thing that he does but for me I'm a writer you know by trade and I do a lot of stuff separately from him and I will say Lucas always makes it you know a hundred percent more fun for me as a writer it, like writing is kind of a lonely job when you're you know just sitting and writing a movie by yourself I'm just like sitting talking to myself but it's way more fun to have a collaborator who's sitting there and you're like oh is this line funny is this does this work yeah. yeah. And then she's taught me so much about like structure and grammar. Like, I'm not kidding. I didn't know where to put an apostrophe before I met Phoebe. He's my, he's my favorite illiterate writer. I fucking hate that term so much, but I love you. And it's kind of true. Yeah. We, we really compliment each other and she has taught me everything. I, I feel like I'm so, I, I got a private college of writing through Phoebe for free. So thank That's you. So nice. But That's amazing. True. It is true. He does not give himself enough credit. No, that's amazing when you guys both, like when you have good, like when you got the bents with each other and, you know, you guys can play off of one another and you have a great, you know, relationship and good ideas and one person knows how to put it down properly. I wouldn't, listen, I, I'm with you, Lucas, because I, I know how to spell, but when it comes to actually structuring things, you know, Nope. Yeah. That's where the brains come in. That's where little Miss Columbia University comes in. <laughs> That's sweetie. 
the education comes in. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's embarrassing. You know, it's like less cool to be like, you know, I went to school for it. No, you know? are you kidding? Lucas is just naturally raw talent. That's not true. I tried so hard for so long and went to like every acting class and every acting camp and like took me a decade to do anything. Well, I'm proud of you. Look Thanks. at you now. You're killing it. Yeah. But all of us now, this is my dream come true. I know. Honestly, this being on this podcast today, this is our pinnacle. <laughs> it really is. I know. Well, Phoebe, I remember talking to you at your birthday and you were telling me how you feel like you were so like unaccomplished and everything. And I was like, I wanted to like shake you by your neck because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because you are like barely, barely 30 even. And you have already accomplished so much and it's like, your life is just beginning. It's insane. Both of you are like already doing amazing things in your career and are going to go so far and have so much fucking success. It's unbelievable. That's so nice. Thank you. That was also, that was tequila Phoebe talking. Well, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that you have more wits than, than tequila Phoebe, because, cool. you know, I mean, I'm listen, I'm 36 and I'm like, I change my mind every like five years because, you know, there's just a lot I want to do. And I think that's okay as well. I also just like have to be abundantly happy doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Otherwise to me, it's just like, not worth the time and effort personally. And I don't know if that's toxic or what, but you know, I just think, no, I think the opposite of toxic. Yeah. I think there's, there's no, you know, guarantees in this life. So why not be happy doing whatever it is you're doing? 100%. I don't, well, I just think, I think the people that are, have more traditional senses think that you should pick a lane stick to it and go as far as you possibly can. But I think that is a bleak existence. Yeah. You know, why do that when you can fight with your friends on national television? I wish I wish I literally wish it sounds so fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not too late. If we get another season and you guys. (laughs) Oh, if you guys get another season, you bet your fucking ass. I'm going to be on it. If we do not get the cameo. I will be livid. It'll be me and Jesse Montana and Phoebe in the background, just <laughs> carrying a box of white cloth at some fucking party in the backyard. But yeah. we'll have our we'll have our 10 seconds of fame. I'll do past trays. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you could do more than that. You you can do you want to throw a drink on someone? Do you want to like what's what's your dream? Not enough drinks thrown oh on God. you. Not yeah. on me. I'll throw, I'll, I'll have some throwing wine and I'll pour it on Lucas. We'll stage a fight. We'll stage a breakup. I'm going to ask you another question about Vanderpump. What was the one moment? Cause I will remember every single moment. What was the one moment from the show that when you were filming, you were completely shook that this was like going to be on camera and that this was real. Like there's just so many iconic moments that I bet, I bet the producers behind camera were like, how is this actually happening? Why are you laughing at me? Phoebe's laughing at me. I think she's just... Yeah, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> what, did, what did I say? No, I just think it's really cute and funny that you are like literally the biggest super fan. Oh, I'm fan <laughs> right now. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I mean, the one that stands out obviously was when Saucy smacked Kristen. God, that was so good. 
I mean, listen, I knew she was pissed. I knew that night was not going to go well, but I did not know it was going to go like that. Yeah. Do you know going into it? Like, do you know, like kind of like the shape of like what's going to happen that night or it's just cameras are rolling and you like nobody briefs you, you just go into it. Well, listen, I mean, we, she knew that I knew that she was going to confront Kristen and say that she knows, but like, we didn't know what, how Kristen was going to respond. We didn't know what, like what, how it was going to actually play out. It was just like, she just had a plan to like get people together, confront Kristen and just see what happened. And obviously I knew she was really upset, pissed even, but like did not know that like she was like that, that, that was going to be what was going to happen. No, 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 no. You still talk to Kristen? Yeah, of course. You still talk to everybody. Yeah. Who, who's like, see, that's another good, I'm just going to fangirl again. That's another really good part of the show is like, you may say that this reality show can like promote drama and everything, but whoever's villainized in whatever episode, this friend group finds a way to forgive and forget and move on. And that is a beautiful message that yes, you may have fucked my boyfriend, but it isn't life or death and we can get past it. Sisterhood of the traveling pants. Well, yeah, I mean, traveling boyfriend. (laughs) if you can, yeah, if you, I think the message is, is like, if you can, forgive someone for, for serious, you know, wrongdoing and for betrayal, then yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that every relationship is the same as it once was, or that everyone is the best of friends, but you know, we, we've been through a lot in these past years. So it's, you know, it would be a shame to just throw those kind of relationships away. Well, it's also interesting to me because, I mean, you guys are the only ones who have experienced what that's like, what being on that show is like. And so that must be something that sort of binds you together just intrinsically, like the shared experience of being on that show, because you're the only ones in the world who have that. Yeah, it'll definitely cement things in ways for sure. But much like the girl's relationship I'm sure yeah coming coming up together in in the in the industry but yeah ours is like less fun (laughs) it's just different I mean trust me like we can trade places I'll do some you know I'll write a script and you can film some banner pump (laughs) literally when (laughs) the, the day and time We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll offline about this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, okay. We're going to wrap this up. But first, I got to ask you what your rage text of the day is. So, Lucas, what is your rage text of the day? My rage text of the day is to Sheena Marie. I just want to know why you refused to sing Good as Gold, my friend's birthday party. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I want to open Pandora's box for you. I want to give a rock for you. And I really hope we can resolve this. I'm a big fan of you and I love you, but you're still on thin fucking ice with me for not showing up. Period. Send. Send. (laughs) Okay. 
that was not as ragey. That was that was pretty nice. That's too nice. I can no. do it. No, it's okay. No, that's fine. That's perfect. It's whatever you want it to be. I feel like mine was so tame and boring. Okay, no, it's fine. No, it's perfect. I love it. It's perfect. Why didn't she come though? I'm like still mad about that. Wait for mine. Wait for mine. Okay. Okay, Phoebe, what's your rage text of the day? Sheena Marie, comma. <laughs> Those are both. <laughs> oh God. Dear Sheena Marie, comma. How the fuck did you not show up to my birthday party? Period. You have let me down for the last time. And you have made a very powerful enemy here today. Period. I feel like a junkyard cat in a cage. Period. That's a Lucasism. If you do not take my dear friend, Lucas Gage and I, out for goat cheese balls at Sir, then you will never work in this town again. Period. Exclamation point. That was, about that, was, that was scathing. That was a, like a one-star Yelp review. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Sheena. Sheena, you're in trouble. Sheena, you're in trouble. Should have come to the birthday. Sheena, if you're listening, all jokes aside, we're huge fans of you yeah. and we danced to get us gold nonstop and you're a legend. We just wanted you there. That's all. We're not mad. We're just let down. We're, we're not mad. We're disappointed. We'll, yeah. say, we'll say that. So is that, it doesn't really count as a rage text, but, but we really wanted to, to see everyone show up and show out for the birthday. Well, we got, we got like we got, 70% of the cast there. Yeah. I know. We got, we we got, got fucking, we got Max there. We got Ariana there. We got Ariana's brother. I don't even know if he was there. I just made that up in my head, but I feel like he was there. <laughs> remember if he was there or not well thank you both <laughs> so much for coming on this podcast i had a lot of fun i miss you both and everyone make sure you look out for their movie down low when it comes out whenever it comes out coming soon to a laptop near you coming soon <laughs> all right well love you both and until next time i love you all and goodbye Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. <laughs>